Yo, Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 129, breaking news, breaking news, Whiskey Sick Podcast history made, hit him with that theme music. Podcast, all up in your ass. What the fuck is up? We freestyling today, homies. I didn't even know if I could get on this. This is impromptu. I thought I was gonna have to wait until next week, but um, so I, I, I'll get all the uh, all the pleasantries out of the way. We got we we, we rocking right here with the with the quadruple champ. He's zooming, grooving, booming. He's been wilding out this morning, so uh, apologizing in advance. Um, he's learning how to dribble the basketball. He's got handles. He's got handles, son. A little homie's got the handles. He's he's kicking the bag now. He's kicking the soccer ball now. Ain't saying much of a word. He's he's saying words here and there. Uh, but uh, he he's athletic. This motherfucker is strong. And, and the breaking news: whiskey sick podcast history being made. We have not one. You guys have known if you listen to the podcast, but we have two. We have a second quadruple champ on the way. The only question was, are, are, are the quadruple champs going to have to fight each other at some point? Are, was I going to have a boy, another boy? Were they going to have to duke it out and be the first brothers to fight in a title fight against each other? That was the question, or were we going to run the women's divisions as well, and have the first simultaneous brother-sisters running two quadruple. If it's a female, we were saying it's going to be a triple champ because it's going to, going from 115 to 145 is, is too crazy. And 145 is about to go out, so we're only going to have basically, oh, I guess there's one, uh, yeah, so there's only three, three weight classes. So we're going to have to have a triple champ, and yes, there it is, there you have it. We have a future Three-division women's world champion on the way. The quadruple champ is getting a quadruple, uh, getting a triple champ sister. 
it, it's it's on. It's fucking popping. Training is already eighteen weeks away till blast off, till countdown, till till the uh, future women's triple champ is on the way. We eyeing Nunez's daughter. We eyeing her. We sizing up right now. You know she's gonna be a killer. Quad uh, triple champ young lady's gonna be a motherfucking killer. We coming for that motherfucking ass. We running women's and men's. You imagine? Brother, sisters, running it from 115. She's going to be 115, coming for Joanna's daughter, uh, Zhang Wei Li's daughter, whoever. Uh, 125, Shevchenko's daughter. If that's how we got to go through the, the gauntlet, we go through that. And then Amanda Nunez's daughter at 135. They're getting rid of 145. We wouldn't have been able to make it up from 115 to 140. That would have been too much anyway. So we got... We got um. We got three belts. We got three brand new belts, um, and, and that's it. It's a wrap. There's, there, there will be no more. Um, we're not going to monopolize everything. I mean, we're going to dominate the lower weight classes. Y'all can have the rest. Um, we are, we are going to be monopolizing the, the, the women's game. We're going to own all the motherfucking belts. It is what it is. We, we, we the Jeff Bezos is that bitch is what's going to go down. Um, so there you have it, man. We just found out last week. Um, one of each, and, and we're done. I'm retiring. I'm putting the shooter away, y'all. I'm putting the shooter away. Well, it, it, it's back back to, to busting on my feet, on my on, on my stomach and shit. You know what I mean? Busting on my motherfucking socks and shit. Uh, I don't take my socks off to smash. You know what I mean? I, I fucking I, I don't know, man. Uh, they get kind of cold. I, I, it's weird. I've never taken my socks off. I just don't, I don't like to fucking do it. Um, but hey, a little personal, getting a little personal. Um, let's get right into this shit. I mean, we got a big fight card um, this weekend. We got UFC uh, 260. Um, we had NBA free agency going off the fucking chain. Uh, my Pelicans. Uh, I don't know what the fuck the Pelicans are doing, man. I, I will say this for them. Uh, they beat the dog shit out of the Bakers the other night. Uh, the Los Angeles, uh, the team formerly known as the Los Angeles Lakers, got their motherfucking asses ate. Uh, we went out there, uh, doggy bagged them up, took them motherfucking home, uh, all you can eat, um, until they turned the lights off. Type of shit, type of ass eating that we pulled on the Lakers the other night. So they they lost again last night. They're lo- losing four in a row. I think they only have one dub with since Bron's been gone. Now they're saying that he's out till May. It's a Rizzy. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. They ain't even making the motherfucking playoffs. I was a year late with my prediction. That's all I was. Last year, I said that AD would go down in December, and that would be a fucking wrap. He didn't go down. He went down uh, uh, January, what, February? I can't even remember when. I think February. So I was just a week. I, I was a, a year late on my prediction. The, the, uh, there's no way the Lakers make the playoffs. They're already falling. They're, they'll be in the A seed tomorrow. After their next loss, they'll be in like the A seed, and then they'll be in the nine ten playing game, and then and then it's a wrap. Then you then you you collecting lottery tickets with me, son. That's that's how it is. Pelicans traded their only two shooters on the team uh, last night: Nico Melli and uh, JJ Redick. For the life of me, I can't understand why they didn't play JJ Redick very much. Uh, having an off year shooting for him is thirty six percent from threes, but he wasn't getting any playing time. I don't understand. It's just like they're sitting Lonzo out. They, they, they sit Lonzo out. This dude can play now. This dude, especially since his, bro- his brother coming into the league, 
you know, getting Rookie of the Year nominations until he, he just got hurt a couple weeks ago. So now uh, Anthony Edwards is going to swoop that shit um, for the T-Wolves, the number one overall pick. Dude's dope. Um, but ever ever since Melo came into the league, this dude, uh, Lonzo, has been balling. In the, and fucking Stan Van Gundy, a, a, a new, a, a fucking Jason Garrett 2.0. We went from... Jason Garrett, NBA Jason Garrett in, in uh, I can't even remember the motherfucker, Alvin Gentry, to Jason Garrett 2.0. This dude sits Lonzo out entire fourth quarters. He runs offense. Nobody can cut. This dude's fast as hell. He can shoot now. They put this Eric Bledsoe. This dude is trash. Two points the other night. Played like 34 minutes. One of eight shooting. That's his every night output, and they keep playing that motherfucker. Instead of trading him, they trade they trade JJ Redick and Nico Melli, another another perimeter shooter, to the fucking Mavs for for fucking for nothing, for fucking nothing. So I don't know what's going on. They decided at least they kept Lonzo. I I, I fucking was begging. It's like, please don't let these motherfuckers trade Lonzo. Please don't let him. He'll be a restricted free agent after this. We can still sign him. Let Lonzo take over this shit, man. Get rid of Bledsoe. But they were sitting him out the last several games like they were, you know, about to ship him off and, and, and they couldn't find the right... I, I know they tried. But they were getting... They, there's, these trades were kind of whack. They didn't get shit. You know, Kyle Lowry was trying to go to the Lakers. That didn't happen. Or I don't even think he wanted to go to the Lakers, but they were trying to ship him there. Uh, didn't go down. Uh, playoff Rondo goes to the Clippers, a.k.a. the Chippers. These motherfuckers chipping, dipping, cripping up. Big come up for them. Play, play, playoff Rondo. Listen, when Rondo was a Pelican for one year, we were in the playoffs and we swept the uh, fucking Trailblazers. Remember that shit. Goes to the Lakers, takes him over the top. It wasn't AD. Yeah, you heard it. You fucking stutter. But uh, what? Uh, who else made some? Uh, you know, um, I can't even remember. It, it, it's it's set up good for this year. No Lakers in in the playoffs. That's a beautiful thing. We got the uh, NCAA tournament on and popping. Loyola Chicago doing the damn thing again. These are the motherfuckers that beat the uh, number as a number 16 seed, the only 16 to ever beat a one seed in Virginia. How crazy is Virginia? That year, Virginia loses the first ever one seed to lose to. I think they were the overall one seed, too. So the, the number one ranked team in the tournament. There's four one seeds, if you don't know, because there's four different brackets. That's why it comes down to four and called the Final Four. Anyways, uh, Virginia loses to Loyola in the first round like a couple years ago. The next year they come and win the whole fucking thing. Then we missed a year because of COVID, and then now this year. So triple back-to-back. So they, they, they lose in the first round to a 16 seed. They win the motherfucking chip. And then this year they, they, they lose to a fucking 15 seed as a two seed. Or was a 13 and a three, something like that. As a high seed, get knocked out again in the first round. Crazy for Virginia. Uh, Baylor looks like some ass eaters. USC's out here cracking motherfucking Kansas ass the other night. Uh, listen, Gonzaga. They're by far the best team. They've been that way for like a decade straight, and they, they find a way. They're the biggest choking fucking sports team ever. Every year. And that's the thing with college basketball. You get new, new rosters basically every year. At least every four years. 
And these motherfuckers are always in the top three teams in the country. And they lose. They choke in the tournament every damn year. I think this is the year finally they figure it out. I've got Gonzaga winning the whole motherfucking thing. And if you don't know, where the fuck is Gonzaga? It's in Washington. Fucking Washington. Dreary ass. Uh, cloudy ass. Hi, Bert. Got some smack, Bert. Type of fucking Washington. It's depression up there, homies. I've been up there. It's, it's, it's grimy. It's where those, uh, what are those movies called? Those, those fucking, uh, YA uh, vampire movies that came out uh, with the little pale people. Uh, what the fuck? I, listen, you know what I'm talking about. They were books and they turned them into movies. That's where that shit was filmed. It was filmed up in Washington, close to there. Anyways, uh, what else do we got? Uh, D-Boys did absolutely nothing in free agency. Um, rolling uh, with, with a whack-ass defense again for a second year straight. Picked up some fucking straight scrubs. Basically p- picked up every... Every uh, defensive player that the Falcons didn't want, we picked up because now we have the old Falcons head coach as our defensive coordinator. Um, oh, homie, I might as well suit up and go play some safety. I mean, that's what it's fucking looking at, looking like right now. I might as well might as well go play some corner, uh, unless we get certain in the uh, certain in the uh, in the draft, which I don't know if he's gonna fall to ten to us. But if he does, that'll help us out a little bit. But uh, let Alden Smith go. Um, had a you know came out the gate. Uh, uh, throwing haymakers, and then like Francis and Ganu, uh, uh, gassed out quick. Um, after like the first five games, Alden Smith wasn't shit, but I still think we should have kept him. He was he didn't play for five years. This was his first year back. I think we should have definitely should have kept him at least for the rotation. Um, but you know at the you know most of the year he couldn't stop the run. He couldn't get any pressure. I get it, uh, but uh, you know the offense is 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 fire. We're getting our offensive line back next year. We're getting, we're getting our, our, our tight end. Um, not Dalton Schultz. The other kid. Fuck. Uh, Blake. Blake. Blake Jarwin. We're getting Blake Jarwin back. So, homies, I've been smoking this morning. This is, it's 9.30. I started to kick this shit off at 9.30 in the morning. Already blazed, homie. And today's a, 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 a re-up day. Um... The Patriots came out and, and made a shit ton of moves, uh, swooping up everybody they can. Desperation mode over here, looking like the, the AFC version of the Rams. Uh, you know, the Rams are looking good. You know, they, you know we're trying to, you know, I, I, I got to sit back and, and look at them. They're pretty good. Uh, I can tell you this, um, them trading Jared Goff, really, Jared Goof, a.k.a. Jared Goof, really hurt me. Really fucking hurt me. Not that I'm that big fan of, uh, of Stafford, but he's definitely better than Jared Goof. Uh, hopefully, Bautista doesn't listen to this shit um, because I don't want to be on the record. I don't want him putting me on wax saying that, you know, Stafford's better than Jared Goof. As far as he needs to know when it comes to our shit uh, talking back and forth, I'll, I'll say Jared Goof is better. Um, so they're, they're, they're looking good, but um, we got the draft coming up, so that'll be dope. More importantly, we got... Actually, I ain't, I ain't even gonna lie to you, homies. This is the weakest motherfucking pay-per-view card I've seen in a long time. It's whittled down to 10 fights already. Uh, what did we have? What was the last fight? Uh, the last card was pretty fucking dope. Um, let me see. Who did who did we have on the last card? I don't even think I put my picks on wax. I went 6-4 and four on my picks uh, last week. Now, this is Ngannou Miocic this week. Um, here we go. 
Oh yeah, we had Brunson versus Holland. God damn, was I wrong on this one? I took uh, I took Kevin Holland to win that fight. If y'all saw Kevin Holland just sit there on his back and get and, and just talk shit his whole, it's like your baby uh, goo goo guying you while you're changing his diaper on the on the fucking koala station. That that's what uh, Kevin Holland came out and did. I wrote like a a, a fifteen hundred word uh, uh, dick sucking fest on Kevin Holland and how he was gonna dominate uh, Brunson and all this and that shit. Straight knee pads on this motherfucker. And he comes out and just lays on his back like a fucking victim for, for 25 minutes. This motherfucker, every time he was standing and he, and he hit Brunson, Brunson looked like he, he, he was getting sparked. Like he was about to get KO'd. And then it, fucking he'd just fall over on his back, give up takedowns, and then just sit there in, 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 the, in, in the, the body triangle. Kevin Holland's way better than that, man. That, that dude came out there and talked himself. In between rounds, he's not listening to his corner men. He's sitting there talking to Khabib through the cage as he's sitting next to, to Dana White. Dana's like, what the fuck? You know, like, what do we do? I mean, if you're his coach, I mean, what do you do? You know, do you say, hey, man, get your shit together, and then, you, you know, you piss him off because that's, you know, he's not that type of dude. And you, maybe he's just the kind of dude you just got to let him do his own thing. Maybe they know that. I don't know. I got to sit his ass on the stool and be like, hey, motherfucker. You made me come all the way out here. Yeah, the titty clubs and, 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 and the buffets and shit are nice when we come to, uh, come to, to fucking uh, Vegas. But still, we came all the way over here for, for you just to lay on your back. What have we been doing for, for this whole training camp? He's just sitting there yip-yapping, yip-yapping, yip-yapping. It's cool, yip-yap while you're punching this motherfucker in the face. He did absolutely nothing, man. Absolutely nothing. He, he fucking did, uh, wasted it. He's talking about going to 170. I'd like to see that. He's definitely a, a small 185-pounder, but he could have beat Brunson. He should have beat Brunson. He was a better fighter than Brunson. He just let Brunson lay on him for 25 minutes. I don't know if it was some, like, sexual thing, and he was just, you know, felt comforted while, while Brunson was on top of him. Maybe, you know, Brunson gives a, a, a real real nice hugs from the top position. It just felt nice and warm and cozy where, 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 where Holland was, and he just didn't want to make a move or anything. He just wanted to, to fucking nap there or some shit. I don't know what the fuck happened. But he could have won that fight. He should have won that fight. I got fucked on that one. Um, I definitely didn't see that shit. And then did you see this other fight? Uh, uh, Cheyenne Bays versus... I don't even know Homegirl's name. Let me look this shit. She came from... She held... She literally held Homegirl uh, Cheyenne Bays in, in a headlock for 15 minutes. <laughs> for 15... Cheyenne Bays versus uh, Montserrat uh, Conejo. That was her name. If you saw this fight last week, this was the... This might be the worst, worst fight I've ever seen. Like, by far the worst fight I've ever seen. There was one guy named Caleb Starnes back in the day. If you, you hardcore UFC fans might remember this motherfucker. He was one, on one of the early Ultimate Fighter shows. And he, he literally ran for the entire fight. No, literally ran. When I, go look up Caleb Starnes running, and the fight will come up. I can't remember who he fought. Um, but he literally ran. He got immediately cut after the fight by Dana. Um, he was around for a while, too. He, he had fought in the UFC, and he came out one fight, and he was just backpedaling and would not engage the entire fight. That was the worst fight I had ever seen until possibly last Saturday. This uh, Cheyenne Bays, who's actually pretty solid. Her stand-up is excellent, but she's a fucking moron. I'm sorry, young lady. I, I know I should, I should tone it down a bit, but you're a fucking moron. Your whole goddamn, t your whole corner, every time this chick got her up against the cage, she was just going for headlocks and dragging her to the ground. And they kept telling her, break, break, 
break. Cheyenne Bays would, 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 would turn Conejo into the fence and have a chance to break and take the center, but she would sit there in the clinch and try to take her down, and then she would get taken down by a headlock, and the lady would just lay in a headlock. It's actually called a scarf hold in wrestling. It's like you, you, you got somebody in a headlock, they're on their back, you got them in a headlock kind of laying off to the side, and you're, you're gripping your own thigh. So it's, it's, it's almost impossible to get out of. You got to try to squeeze your head out. You got to get to your knees from your back to your knees and try to squeeze your head out. Um, and Cheyenne Bays was trying for everything, for her whole life to get out of it, but she couldn't. She literally got held for four minutes and 15 seconds in the first round in this same position. And Conejo would just land little rabbit punches here and there, but literally just held her. So the second round starts, what happens? She gets caught in the same motherfucking headlock. She gets up, finally gets up this time, though. And what does she do? Tries to take the girl down and gets thrown in another fucking headlock. Third round starts. She gets thrown in another fucking headlock, gets up. Instead of breaking, like her whole, her whole, the whole fucking arena is yelling, break. What does she do? She continues to clinch with the girl, gets thrown on her fucking head. And, and, and this, the, the brief standing moments, she was, she was piecing that Conejo chick the fuck up. The only thing, this girl, the only thing this chick had was this, it wasn't even Ronda Rousey-like, but she was just, talk about a one-trick pony. All she had was this. This, she must have had like older brothers or something because all she had was this headlock that she held this chick down for almost 15 fucking minutes. Um, it, it was like in, in the 2001 Madden. It was one of the, the first Maddens I ever had. There was this play. It was like a, a, an out and up. And out and up with your, your, your wide receiver and he would take off up the sidelines. And it worked every fucking time for a touchdown. All you had to do was just wait Three seconds and then throw the ball, lob it, and it worked for a touchdown. There was also a juke move in that game. All you had to do was keep hitting the juke move, and the tacklers couldn't tackle you. The, the defense couldn't tackle you, and you could do the juke move all the way down to the, all the way down the field for a hundred yards and score every fucking time. That was this. It was like a glitch watching this chick fight. Like she just kept doing the same move over and over again, and just laid on her for fucking fifteen minutes. It was fucking. It was disgraceful. Hey, you got to do what you have to do to win. But that shit, that's how, if you're that Conejo chick, yeah, you got your win, your UFC debut on short notice, but that's how you wanted to win? Those are the only skills you wanted to display that night was you just throwing a fucking headlock and, hey, shame on the other girl for being a, a, a fucking moron and getting caught in it time and time again and not being able to get out. I mean, it's on her, too. She's got to be able to get out of that shit. But go watch this fight, man. I know you're like, you said it's the worst fight ever, and you're telling me to go watch it. It's so bad, you got to watch it. It's like a, a stand-up, you know, uh, show that's so bad. It's so not funny that you just, you, have, you can't believe it until you watch it. Um, Cheyenne Bays versus Montserrat Ruiz. Her nickname is Conejo. Go watch that shit. Um... Uh, Max Griffin, Max Griffin's on a, on a motherfucking tear right now. This dude, hey, Adrian Yanez, if you didn't see this dude last week, this dude, I picked this dude to win. I got this one right. Um, he fought a dude named Gustavo Lopez and made him look like a fucking scrub. And Gustavo Lopez is a pretty decent fighter. Um, this dude, Adrian Yanez, it, it, it's slick with the boxing. His hands are, are, are fucking nasty. He's got decent kicks up the middle kick, snap kicks. Uh, I think this is 135 pounds. Hey, homie. Nah. Knock that shit off. This kid's this kid is destructive, man. He sets up all his toys and all, all his little stuffed animals, and he takes uh, balls and like throws them at him and like pelts them and shit. 
<laughs> and he does it over and over again. Um, what the fuck was that? Adrian Giannis. Yeah, this dude's crispy-ass hands. He was landing this pool counter right hand all fucking night. He was t- timing Gustavo Lopez. A pool counter is basically you, you pull back your head. And then you fire back a hand. Now, you got to be careful when you do pulls. I see a lot of people trying these pulls. And it's, it's basically, there's a difference between lazy and just moving your head back and an actual pull counter. Uh, pull counter, you're immediately coming back with the right hand. Otherwise, if you pull, what you see happen a lot, all you amateur fighters when you use this pull, is they come right back to the center with their head. If you double up your jab, if you double up the right hand, if you follow it, you get caught with that shit. If, if your opponent follows it with, with a, uh, more than one punch, you get caught with that. You, you pull back, and then you bring your head right back to the center. You got to think of head movement like combinations just like your hands. I move my head back. I do the pull. Now I got to come off to the side. And then you, and then make a U-shape roll back into the middle. I don't ever want to pull, come right back to the middle. I want to pull and come back with a punch. I want to pull counter right away, or I want to pull and get my head off to the side. And then come back to the center. Hey. Hey, dude. No. No, dude. No, you don't point at me, dude. I'm not doing that shit. Knock that shit off, dude. This kid gets fucking wild when he sees the hot mic. He sees the hot mic out and this motherfucker starts throwing shit. And damn, homie. Anyways. Adrian Yanez. This dude's a, 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 a fucking no. No, this dude's a, a, a contender, I'm telling you. He came, this is only his second fight in the UFC. He came up through the contender series. Um, three TKOs to start his, his fucking career. He's got crispy-ass hand speed. I can't remember who he called out. He had a good call out, though, for somebody he wanted to fight next. I, I can't remember who he called out, but uh, Adrian Yanez, that dude, keep that. That dude, I'll be betting on that motherfucker Every time he fights, uh, especially as he climbs up, he's going to be this, you know, sleeper underdog. He's going to continue to be a little sleeper underdog. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, we lost Gregor Gillespie versus uh, Brad Riddell, which sucks because Brad Riddell comes from the same camp as uh, Volkanovski. And Volkanovski versus Ortega for the uh, uh, featherweight chip was supposed to be on the co-main event of this weekend's card. But they're both in the same camp, COVID shit. Now we don't have a co-main event for this weekend's card, and it's down to five. Um, and then we had Brunson versus Holland, which was a, a, a fucking joke. A fucking joke. We've had some shitty main events. I mean, Bilal versus uh, 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 Leon Edwards. I poke in this early in the second round. And then that fucking, I don't know what the hell that Kevin Holland shit was. Um, but we got Nganu versus, uh, versus Miocic 2 this weekend. All right, all right, I'm back. I, I had to stop for a second. My 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 Wii Connect hit me up. Uh, they hooking me up with some free shit. Uh, but anyways, that's how we do it in California, homies. Um, anyways, we got Miocic versus Nganu two this weekend. Uh, this is this, listen. I watched the first fight again. It was complete and utter domination. The first two minutes are 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 really. That's it. That's all Nganu's got. He's got the and listen. He's got like a ninety percent chance of of ending this shit in the first of any fight. Ending it in. I mean, this could literally be over in the first twenty seconds, like most of his fights are. And that's the way he has to win. He has to come out here because his technique is terrible. He comes out swinging like slap punches and 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 just swinging out of his shoes with his head straight up in the air. But he just overwhelms and all he has to do is just clip you in the first fight. That first round was was just dangerous, man. Go back and watch that fight. Watch the first round. I mean, it, there's just so much tension watching that fight. And I remember because you're like, you're you're like you're scared for Stipe. 
This dude Nganu is such a fucking beast that you're like, you're actually scared for, for Stipe like he's your pappy or some shit, or your brother or your cousin or some shit. Like, he, he's a relative. You don't want to see get fucking injured. Like, you're like, oh, man, get, get the fuck out of the way. And he did a really good job in the first round, Stipe did, of making Nganu miss. But in the first round, he allowed himself to get pressed against the cage. And although he used good head movement to make Nganu miss against the, ca- against the cage, he trapped himself, number one. But number two... He started doing like repetitive head movement, just left, right, left, right. And then Ganu picked up on that. And on another exchange, he threw the uppercut, which is the only time he really threw his uppercut as, as um, Stipe was ducking. And he landed one, landed a flush uppercut. It was probably his best punch of the entire night. And usually that would be enough to get anybody the fuck out of there against Francis Ganu. But that night it wasn't enough to get Stipe out. It blew his eye up. After the end of the first round, I mean, Stipe's face was kind of a mess. And you're like, when did he get hit? Even grazing punches were fucking him up. But late in that first round, Stipe hurt Nganu. Big right hand. He started, after the first several flurries, um, Stipe was able to shoot a double leg, take Nganu down, no fucking problem. Nganu did show early in the first round the ability to get back to his feet, especially against the cage. Stipe started landing the jab. Nganu has absolutely no defense. He doesn't react to punches literally at all. He basically just protects himself with punches. Was getting hit with the double jab and then the right hand over the top. And he, he, he scorched Nganu late in that first round. And it looked like he was about to finish Nganu. And, and, and Stipe rushed right into a, a, a big, uh, I think it was like a left hook, a big hook. And Ganu just started throwing as, as Stipe came in. And, and, and Stipe almost got fucking ended at the end of the first round. But he was able to, to change levels and get a, an emergency uh, an emergency double leg takedown. And right out the, the, the last like couple seconds of the round uh, to get Ganu down. But that first round was just you know a lot of close calls with, with, with Stipe just barely getting out of the way of punches. Um, and Ganu's got to come back with that uppercut. He's got to faint Stipe, and he's got to show some some actual real skills. He's got to faint, you know, faint Stipe into changing levels and hit him with that uppercut. Faint Stipe into that right hand. He's got to pace himself a lot better. By the end of that first round, he was done. And it's crazy to say somebody has to pace themselves for five minutes, but that's really what he has to do. He only has five minutes. After that, it's it's over. The fight is over. He he was completely, utterly fucking useless after the first round. Like, no bullshit. He landed one punch the entire... He had a couple little flurries in the second round, but he spent most of that round. Stipe was able to take him down. He was able to press him up against the cage. A lot of this was pressed up against the cage, on the ground, pressed up against the cage, and, and, and Gano just didn't have the energy to stand back up at all. And, uh... He, he had a couple small flurries, but nothing real dangerous. In the third round, he threw only one punch, and it almost killed Stipe. It rocked him. It was a big right hand. It was the only punch he really threw from the third round on uh, to the end of the fight in the fifth. Uh, it went the whole, uh, the whole five rounds, and it hurt Stipe. So even, you know, late when he, I mean, he was literally just standing in place with his hands down. He couldn't do anything, but he caught Stipe with one punch, and it almost ended it again. But Stipe was able to hold on, score the takedowns, hold him up against the cage, uh, not able to get up. He was able to, uh, Stipe was able to, um, you know, stay, stay busy with his, his, his uh, ground and pound just enough to keep it from getting stood up every time. He, he just fought, fought a smart fight. There's no reason this fight shouldn't be almost the exact same. Uh, since that fight, Stipe uh, Ngannou has won four straight fights, but he spent less than four minutes in the cage. I mean, two of those fights are under 30 seconds. One's under 20 seconds. 
uh, and all of them except for one are under a minute. So, I mean, the dude hasn't been in the cage really at all since he fought Stipe. Do I think he's been working on his wrestling? Yeah, is it going to be enough? I doubt it. He's got to land the punch. He's got to land that one punch or Stipe is going to take him down and dominate him again. Um, so, I mean, it, it, in, in a lot of ways, it, it's, a, it's a fucking coin flip. It's a coin flip to, if he can get out of, the, out of the first round, if Stipe can get out of the first round. After that, it's a wrap. It's a fucking wrap. And, you know, what's crazy is Stipe coming off of, uh, he's only fought, uh, I believe, uh, Daniel Cormier twice since he beat Nganu. Daniel Cormier is far better MMA fighters than, than Nganu will ever be. Nganu just has, just has that crazy power. He has no technique at all. Uh, he doesn't even really have, you know, basic, like, savvy striking, like, IQ to, like, set things up, to, to trap people. There's no movement. It, it's just straightforward swinging, like, like fucking pinwheeling his arms and, and, and just hoping somebody gets into that, that, that range. You know what I mean? And, and so Stipe, he, I, I can't see him not scoring. If I'm coming out, if you remember Brock Lesnar's... Um, debut in the UFC uh, uh Herring Herring that dude Herring remember that dude he's the dude that got kissed before the fight and he had like multiple color hair go <laughs> check this shit out I forgot about this dude Keith Herring Heath Herring something like that he 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 fought in pride and as they you know uh when the ref is giving the instructions and they meet in the center of the uh, uh of the cage before the fight and he says you know you got the instructions backstage I want a clean fair fight you know come out you know, ready to fight and all that shit. The the other dude, they were like face to face. The the I think he was like a Japanese guy leaned over and kissed Heath Herring on the fucking lips, and Heath Herring knocked him out right then and there before the fight even started. Right in front of the uh, right in front of the ref, he just threw a short right hand and slept the fucking guy, and the fight was over before. It- he said, I'm no fag, and he punched him in the fucking face. My bad for the F word, but that's what he said. That's a direct quote. He's like, I'm no fag. He said that shit afterwards <laughs> after he knocked this fool out. But anyways, the, the point was that Brock Lesnar came out in that fight, that first fight in the UFC, and literally just did the Goldberg spear, like a football tackle across the cage, and, and took Heath Herring down and like almost like slammed him through the fucking cage. That's what Stipe Miocic needs to come out and do. Not fuck around at all. If he can get Stipe if he can get uh, Nganu down in the first opening seconds and wear on him, he had a hard time holding him down when he was fresh. I mean, he he, ha- he was using all his body weight, everything he had just to hold him down, and, and Nganu was still able to power back to his feet. But And then go back. Take the, key, uh, take the Khabib route. He gets up, put him back on his ass. He gets up, put him back on his ass, and eventually he's not going to get up anymore and wear, wear him out before he even gets to throw one single fucking flurry. I mean, if you can get two, three minutes into the fight – um, before he gets back to his feet, it's over. It's over. So, I mean, the the, the paths of victory are both kind of easy for each one. I mean, he, uh, Stipe never had any problem taking him down. And Nganu, if he lands that, that haymaker early on, it's over. Coming in as, a, as an underdog, as a guy who's beaten uh, Daniel Cormier twice, the champ, the greatest... The greatest heavyweight of all time in MMA, Stipe Miocic, to come in, even as a slight dog at plus like 110, I think he is right now. Disrespectful. Straight up disrespectful. And he's beat this dude before. He beat him for 5-0. He threw a fucking complete game shutout against this dude, and he's coming in as an underdog. Fuck all that. 
I'll take my chances. I'm taking, I'm taking, I think he finishes Ngannou this time. I think if he's a little more active with the ground and pound, he can finish. He could take a, he could break up. Stipe gassed in that first fight too, or he could have finished Ngannou. But I think he just didn't want to, you know, be caught. Absolutely no energy um, standing in front of Ngannou, not being able to take him, not having the energy to get him back to the ground. Um, so if he can pace himself a little bit better, I think he finishes him. I, I'm going TKO, third round, Stipe Miocic. Now, we also had, um, we were supposed to have the uh, Ortega versus um, Volkanovski fight. We didn't get that shit. That shit's canceled. It's, ten, it's down to 10 fights, homies. It's got 10 fights, and you know, on fight day or just before fight day, during weigh-ins, all that shit, you lose at least three fights on average. This could be like a six, seven fight uh, card by the time it's over, and it's still a pay-per-view. The fact that it's still a pay-per-view now, the co-main event is now Tyron Woodley uh, standing against the cage with his back against the uh, cage, uh, throwing one punch every four minutes versus Vicente Luque. That's the co-main event now. Vicente Luque is going to whoop that ass. Um, I don't know if he can finish uh, Woodley. Woodley's very tough to finish. He's, he's good at just standing there and taking punishment. He's basically just a punching bag now. I'm taking Vicente, Vicente Luque all motherfucking day, all motherfucking night on that one. Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. This is Sean O'Malley all day unless he gets hurt, slips on the banana pill, uh, slips getting out of the shower, whatever the fuck happens to him, you know, against Marlon Vera. Um, got that calf kick, leg went dead, turned in, you know, all of a sudden turned into a club fucking footed. Um, after he took one uh, calf kick from Marlon Vera, he was on his way to whooping Marlon Vera's ass. Uh, Swift, you haven't seen Sugar Sean O'Malley fight. He, he, he's dope. Go watch his fight when he was on the Contender Series and Snoop Dogg was doing the... Uh, uh, when he was on the uh, Contender Series, Snoop Dogg was the uh, was the announcer. Um, so Sean O'Malley's gonna win this fucking fight unless he gets hurt, unless he pulls some fucking AD shit and you know uh, some KD shit and blows out a, a, a fucking ACL or a, a um, Achilles Achilles heel or some shit. He should win this fight and he should win it pretty easily. I I, I say TKO round two. I can see it going the distance. Let me see what I always put these. Uh, I can't even remember how I put this shit on on wax. Let's see. Um, pretty sure I got him. Did I pick O'Malley to finish? Um, I got Luke. We got I got O'Malley TKO round two. TKO round two. Julian Robertson versus Miranda Maverick, which was like on the early prelims until like a couple days ago when they had to try to figure something out because they only had four fights on the main card of the pay-per-view. This is they want you to pay 80 bucks for this shit. <laughs> you're fucking begging me, Dana. You're begging me to stream this shit. You're you're daring me. I've been doing it for fucking 20 years, homie. You said all this streaming shit was coming to a stop. I'm still streaming my boogity balls off. Over here. I'm streaming the figgity fuck out of this shit, Dana. I'm sorry, homie, but I, I just got to. 70 bucks, 80 bucks for this shit? Nah, ain't happening. Julia Robertson versus Miranda Maverick. Give me Maverick. Uh, give me Maverick uh, decision. Jamie Malarkey versus Kama Worthy. You're like, who? This is the, this is the main card I'm, I'm going through right here. Give me Kama Worthy. I can see him getting taken down and held down for three rounds by Jamie Malarkey. Um, but Kama Worthy has that, that, that touch of death if he lands it. He's, he's, he's just a long, rangy, uh, you know, decent hands not great not great defensively not great off of his back um but he's got power if he touches you I i'll take what do i what did i take did i take more yeah i think i'm gonna go tko round two did i go 
yeah, TKO round two. I'm going to go with Kamaworthy. Alonzo Menafield, he, he had his fight. Um, he just got a new opponent, uh, opponent the other day, like literally yesterday, I think. Fabio Charant, I saw him on the uh, Contender Series. I saw him lose, but uh, he got like flying knee KO'd, and now he's fighting Alonzo Menafield. I don't know if that was Fabio's uh, last fight. Big power punchers, either one can knock each other out. I had Milan's, uh, Alonzo Menafield losing to, I forget who his, his original opponent was, but I had him losing to uh, another short stout dude that was, you know, two power punchers. This is another one. Somebody should get slept. Alonzo Menafield should win this fight, but he comes out, he fought OSP recently, he comes out and just does not get busy, does not get to work, does not use his wrestling, but he has one punch KO power, and so does uh, Fabio Charant. I'm going to take Alonzo Menafield, I'll, ta- I'll say TKO, what did I say, TKO, am I going round one on this? I might go round. Yeah, I'm going TKO round one on that shit. Fuck it. Give me uh, Menafield round one. Jared Gooden versus uh, Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov. Um, I don't, you know, no relation. I mean, they could have a relation. Uh, they have, you know, uh, homies that they give their their last name to or some shit like that. Also, I'm going Abu Bakar to to score the takedowns and, and hold Jared Gooden down. Jared Gooden d- does have knockout power, but. He's not great wrestler. He's not great defensively. Um, he fought Alan Joban in his debut. Um, good, good competitive fight, but for the most part, you know, got you know got outworked. Um, you know, Alan Joban actually looked good in his comeback fight against Jared Gooden. Um, Jared Gooden, you know, as a, as an underdog, like I think he's like plus one eighty five. He might be a good little bet, but I think Nurmagomedov. I know he lost his first fight in the UFC, but I think this dude can just score the takedowns and stay on top. I'll, I'll take him by decision. Nurmagomedov uh, decision. Modestus Bukaskis versus uh, Mikhail Oleshchuk. Oleshchuk. Oleksiuk. Listen, you go look up this guy's name. It's it's cra- this dude's a crazy ass motherfucking fighter, howling at the moon, off the leash, shitting on lawns. This dude is is uh, he's he's fucking wild, dude. This dude throws. I I watched a couple of his fights, man, and he throws like nothing but left hands. I counted like twenty straight left hands from this dude but he comes out he gets uh, super aggressive he's lost his last two fights he lost to osp after he was kind of whooping osp's ass in the first round he got caught in the in the von pru choke um and then he got caught uh homie 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 ain't wiping his ass he didn't wipe his ass for like a year after he got caught in jimmy crute jimmy crute's a bad dude he got caught in the kimura uh, in the first round, and you don't want to get caught in the Kimura. That's a shoulder lock, and that shit, man, you ain't going to wipe your ass right. You're going to have to wipe left-handed. You're going to have to go southpaw. you have to wipe your motherfucking ass southpaw if you don't tap to those Kimuras. Uh, but, you know, this dude, this dude is wild, crazy pressure, stays in your face. Um, you know, he, he's just dope. He, he's dope, but the problem for him, on the ground, I you know Modestus Bukakis isn't, isn't much of a wrestler, I don't think. Um, but Olesiek, uh, he, he he's a fucking he's a crime scene chalk outline on, on the fucking ground. He's a straight victim on the ground. He he he's got nothing from his back. Um, so Buskaskis, if he if he's smart, he's gonna try to change levels, and get to the ground. But he's also a big power puncher. He kind of reminds me. He's got a little bit of. Uh, um, like Andre Arlovsky and, and Alexander Gustafson. He, he's got the kind of like lateral movement like Gustafson, and he's got like the short like right hand, uh, kind of like over mid overhand right uh, that, that Arlovsky has. Um, I, I'm going to go Mikhail uh, uh, Olasheshuk 
I'm going to say, I think I went decision on this shit. No, TKO round two. Give me TKO round two. There you go. Shane Shane Young versus Omar Morales. This should be a good fight. I'm going to go Omar, Omar Morales. Give me a TKO on that one also. What did I have? Second round? Um, second round, TKO. When you're picking TKOs and KOs, it's always more times than not, it's going to be a, a second round. I'm telling you. It's, it's always the good pick. If you're betting on TKOs and you're betting on finishes, go to second round. The first round, you know, finishes are kind of rare. And so are late finishes. Those are kind of rare. Always that middle ground. Just a little note for you. When you're making those picks, especially when you're putting a, a, a fucking, you know, a, a, a fucking Jackson on the table. You're putting a, a, a fucking Uless, uh, you know, a, a Ule- Ulysses S. Grant on the motherfucking table. Um, then you got to take a, a second round finish because that's the best way to make money is to bet on, on, on the finishing rounds. Um, but give me Omar Morales. Marc-Andre Barrialt versus Abu Azaitar. Azaitar just throws fucking wild bombs. Marc-Andre Barrialt, he's okay. He's just like a middle-of-the-pack fighter. Give me Abu Azaitar decision. There you go. That's it. That's, that's the card, man. Um, you basically, you got Sean O'Malley and then you got Stipe and Francis and that, and that's pretty much it on this card. And this is a pay-per-view and they're charging actual real money for it. Um, so next, but I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, the ABC on, uh, UFC on ABC two card that's in two weeks from now. So we're going to have a week off of fights. And then the, the one that's coming back is Darren Till versus, uh, Marvin Vittori. That fucking card has 15 fights on it and they're all fucking bangers, all bangers. Trust me on that. But this fight, you know, get your, get your stream on, homies. Get your motherfucking stream on because that's that's um, that's basically what this fucking fight card is made for. That's it. That's it. Um, that's it for fight talk. Um, what else do we got on? Do I want to get into a little bro politics? Did y'all homies get that? Uh, I got the stimmy check. I got the stimmy, homies. You guys get hit up with a little stimmy, the little fucking uh, crumbs they giving the motherfuckers there, man. These motherfuckers are are, are on some shit. These guys are on some shit. These these, these motherfucking uh, politicians and shit stealing from you. Straight up stealing and lying to you. And not doing any fucking time for it. You think about this shit, how, how uh, these politicians literally swindle us for tens of millions personally. And these companies, hundreds of millions to billions of dollars that they swindle for us. And they don't do a fucking minute in jail. And you got homies in, 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 in prison for selling $100 worth of fucking weed. You got motherfuckers for selling, you know, $500 worth of fucking coke in, in prison for their fucking lives, losing actual real life years to their life in prison for selling a, a couple hundred bucks worth of, uh, of fucking drugs. And these motherfuckers are literally uh, allowed to steal from us. This bitch, Nancy Pelosi, if you don't know about this hoe, this hoe literally committed straight up criminal crimes insider trading you saw they they took they took martha they took motherfucking martha stewart down for this shit a couple years remember she was in prison and shit for insider trading the fucking speaker of the house just did that shit in in december they they literally she literally um bought you know thousands of shares tens of thousands of shares of 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 tesla in december before they were about to take take the white house they are the you know the the um election was already over she buys thousands of shares of of tesla knowing that they're about to go into um they're about to take over the white house and she's gonna pass you know some you know 
um, electronic vehicles act and they're going to have some kind of contract with Tesla providing these vehicles or some shit like that. And she literally um, buys all this share and then makes literally tens of millions of dollars on it in just the last couple of months before she takes literal insider trading doesn't nobody says a fucking thing about it she's allowed to do it once again another uh, 10 times over millionaire a, a, a public servant who's supposed to be serving the public making whatever congress people make which isn't let's look that shit up how much is a congress member making salary and these motherfuckers are 10 times over billionaires making quotation mark uh speeches uh making spe- uh, you know speaking fees and shit like this this bitch uh uh pelosi is 10 times a fucking billionaire um how much do congress let's see $174,000 House and Senate make 193, yet, yet these guys are 10 times over millionaires. Think about that shit. This chick goes out here, and, and, and she fucked us on the stimulus packages back in the day. The CARES Act, if you don't remember that shit, that was the first stimmy that went out last March, and they didn't give us another stimmy for 12 years, I mean, for 12 months. They come on here on CNN and all this shit, and they're telling you about how they, how, how they, they, they fucking um, cured you know, 50%. Uh, of of um, homelessness, uh, of poverty, they say, uh, of curing poverty, uh, one-third uh, child poverty or one-half of child poverty, all this talk about, you know, relieving poverty with a $1,400 check. Not, not, not fucking um, reoccurring, you know, UBI $1,400 payments during the pandemic or anything like that, like the entire world has been getting for the last 12 months. No, one $1,400 check in the last 12 months that's what they fucking gave you and that's only eight percent only eight percent of that actually went to paying people money they means tested it down from uh the original amount of people that would that did get it under uh under donald trump where it was 17 million less people got it so not only did they give you you know they they promised you two thousand dollars they give you fourteen hundred dollars they give it to less fucking people and the rest of it went in their own fucking pockets again the cares act look into this shit that was just a basically a corporate buyout. They basically took all of our money and went up to the top and they bailed out all the fucking corporations. They gave all the corporations all the aid. They gave us absolutely nothing. Um, they basically bankrupted. They were supposed to pass a UBI. They didn't do it. They were passing uh, Medicare for all. Didn't fucking do it. They're on, we're the only country that didn't provide health insurance or a basic income for, uh, for uh, people that we told could not go to work and businesses that we shut down. We're the only people that did that. Why did we do that? Because just like in the housing in 2008 with the housing um, financial crisis that went down, they wanted you to lose your fucking your, your house so they could take it. So the creditors can take it. What do the creditors do? That's Wall Street. They now own your money. They now own your house. They wait for that property to go back up. They sell it. They make it a fucking profit. This is the exact same thing they're doing here. Why the fuck wouldn't they let you let people go to their fucking businesses? But they still had, you know, they, you know there was people in Los Angeles. If you never saw this video, um, there was a lady who had her, her – she – spent all sorts of money to create outdoor patio dining for her for her restaurant they shut her down they told her she could not open up but in the exact same parking lot um granted by uh mayor garcetti la mayor what la mayor garcetti um approved a hundred person seating for a, a hollywood set so they were they were basically they set up tents right in that same parking lot where they told this lady she could not open up and literally came and shut her down 
and meanwhile, in the same parking lot, they're letting these, you know, big wig, um, you know, this Hollywood set feed 100 people in the same parking lot under tents like she had set up. They literally shut down people's businesses, gave them no fucking aid so that they default on those fucking loans and they can take over those fucking businesses. All those companies you saw, uh, Walgreens, CVS, they were buying up all those, all the mom and pop shops, all the smaller uh, pharmacies, not mom and pop shops, but the smaller pharmacies and shit like that. Go look this shit up. They were, they were buying all those companies out in the middle of this pandemic. So basically they're taking all these, these bankrupted assets that they made that all these, uh, you know, um, Congress, uh, uh, Biden, uh, Trump, all these motherfuckers created all these bankrupted businesses just so that they that these higher up corporations can go and buy them all up so they can have a more bigger piece of the pie so they can run and control everything else. That's what they did. They sold the American people out in that CARES Act. It was the worst thing ever. And they sold it to you as some major relief. They did it again with this one. They give you $1,400 fucking dollars one-time payment. That's less than 8% of the whole entire bill. If they spent the $1.9, the $2 trillion, the entire $2 trillion, they could have given on the people. They could have given. They didn't have to mean test it at all. They could have literally just given every adult in, in the United States $6,000, like $5,800. That's what they could have done. They could have given every, with that first bill, they could have given everybody twenty grand. Think of this. They could have given you $20,000 for those opening months of the, of the pandemic. We'll give you uh, $20,000 for the next couple months, everybody, to stay home. They could have shut everything down. Businesses would have stayed open. They had uh, you know, guaranteed um, income on, on, on the table that never got passed, never even got voted on. Um, they had all these things they could have fucking done. They could have shut the whole world down. People didn't want to shut down because they had to make their money. You weren't telling the, 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 the fucking landlords and you weren't telling the, 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 the fucking uh, mortgage companies not to collect payments. They were still collecting payments all these times. So people have to go to work to make those payments. If you didn't want them to go to work, pay them not to go to work. And they could have done that. With those, if all of those bills, that first bill went to all special interests. It went overseas. The $600 payments that they gave just a couple uh, months ago, the bullshit-ass payment. That shit, they were doing like gay studies, gender studies, and, and, and fucking... Some other fucking planet. Millions, tens of millions of dollars going to that out of our fund relief that they were saying was our fund relief. They gave you $1,400. And in that bill was supposed to be a $15 minimum wage, and, and they didn't do it. The AOC and the Justice, Justice Democrats, if you know who the fuck they are, you, I know you've heard of AOC. This bitch ran on, on Medicare for all. She ran on $15 minimum wage. She ran on force the vote, which she was going to withhold her vote from Nancy for nominating Nancy Pelosi to get medical, Medicare for all. She didn't fucking do that. She did not withhold her vote. She voted for Nancy Pelosi without getting anything Medicare for all off the fucking table. And then she comes back and does the same thing. She said she didn't vote for, uh, she didn't withhold her vote for Medicare for all because she wanted to, uh, to fight a more doable fight. And actual something that could actually happen in $15 minimum wage. Two months later, she didn't withhold her vote from the fucking. All they had to do with that bill, six Democrats, all they had to do, because all the Republicans voted no for that shit. All they had to do was say, we're not going to fucking vote for this shit unless you put the $15 minimum wage. It was a must-pass bill. They chose not to fucking do it. They didn't use any kind of leverage at all. All they did was tweet about it. All of these little Democrats tweeting each other. Oh, you got to be courageous here. You have to use, you got to be courageous and make a stand for the people and all this. They're all saying what they could have done themselves. And they're just virtue signaling on Twitter. That's all these fucking Democrats do. They're more, they're the most evil. 
They're the most evil. With the, with, the, with the Republicans, you know they want to fuck you. You know they want to support capitalism. You know exactly what they're going to fucking do. These Democrats, they're the ones that pretend that they're for the people. They're supposed to be the people's party, yet they're not Democrats. They're fucking, they're, they're all fucking Republicans, just the same. They're bought and paid for corporate fucking Republicans. They're all corporate fucking sponsored Congress. Uh, po- politicians on both sides, all of them. You just saw it with the AOC. You saw it with her little, they call it the squad, her and her little uh, diversity, her little diverse group of Congress people who were going to force all this fucking change if you voted for them and shit. They all got voted in. They, uh, you know, the, the thing in Georgia, the election in Georgia for the Senate, the Senate race in Georgia, they all went out there, said $2,000 checks, not $1,400, not, not $2,000 minus the $600. Said two th- this was after the $600 checks went out. They said $2,000 immediately out the door within a week or two. It took until almost the end of March to get that shit. And it's $1,400 fucking dollars. And it's a one-time payment. And there is no $15 minimum $15 minimum wage? People are like, oh, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. No, you're not, dummies. No, you're not. You're not going to lose money. Taxpayers don't have to pay for it. You give Medicare for all. Which is, check this out. You don't believe me. Look into it yourself. The current shit that we have right now the current health you know care system that we have right now was written by joe biden and and uh obama they wrote the the most nasty fucking piece of shit fucking health care program that could ever been the deductibles the premiums uh the 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 um what, what do you co-payments all that shit the expense the expensive program that they wrote joe biden and and and, and hillary clinton and obama wrote that shit Put it into it's just a big money grab, huge money grab for the for the, for the uh, health insurance companies, um, and and that's all it was, and it fucked us. And that current system that we still have is more expensive than if they gave everybody Medicare for all. We spend way more money per person, and the shit that they just put in in this new bill is uh, for for people without Medicare is, is costing us forty thousand dollars per person for over the next year. To insure people instead of just what other countries spend two to four thousand dollars per people with free Medicare. This current system is more expensive than if they paid for everybody to have Medicare. Think about that, to have free Medicare. And if you had free Medicare, two things would happen. Your Medicare wouldn't be attached to your job. So you wouldn't be afraid to go look for another job, or if you lost your job in a, in a bad time or something like this, you would still have health insurance. When you get when they tell you you can't work and eventually your company closes down, you get laid off, now you have no health insurance in the middle of the pandemic. And they didn't provide you with it, even for like a year with free Medicare. They didn't provide you with anything. You had to pay more, higher premiums. You had to pay, people were having to pay $2,000 a month from like $80 with this Cobra shit that they have now or whatever the fuck to over $2,000 payments. It's cheap when you're employed. It's terrible when you're not. And way more expensive than that gave everybody free Medicare. So that's not in the bill. $15 minimum wage. This shit is a joke. If you're, if you're small companies, you're saying, hey, these small businesses are going to go under if they have to pay $15 minimum wages. Well, number one, um, if you're, you, you're, your profit margin is that small, you ain't going to last anyways. But let's not go there. Let's go here. If employers didn't have to pay for your health insurance... And it was free already, and they didn't have to put into that. Guess what they could do? They could pay you more. And if you couldn't, subsidize it, just like the, just like the government did with, does with everything else, just like they did with the housing market, just like they did with education. 
when they went and gave you know three four trillion dollars to companies and big tech companies and and and, and airlines and, and and fucking um banks and all these places in the beginning of the pandemic in in, in march they didn't have to think about it. They didn't have to have a vote on it. They didn't have to force a vote. They didn't have to do nothing. There was no neg- negotiations back and forth. It just automatically happened. A $15 minimum wage, man, that shit should be $24. What are we fucking talking about here? And that $15 minimum wage wasn't even going to go into full effect until 2025. 2025. So by the time 2025 rolls around, instead of it being $24, should be at $24, it would be closer to $28, $27. And you'd be get, barely have $15 minimum wage. It's a fucking joke. They left that shit out. They left everything out. They left you. They literally took everybody's money, whether you're, 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 you're fucking on the right or you're on the fucking left. You like Trump. You hate Trump. You like Biden. You hate Biden. It doesn't fucking matter. We all got fucked the same. We all got fucked the same by the exact same system. Everything that the fucking Democrats shit on 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 Trump and 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 his you know administration, they just came back and did the exact same fucking thing. Only they told you they were going to do the complete opposite. It's just that all they've done is transfer the wealth and created a huge. Uh, the wealth gap is even even greater. They're destroying the middle class. There is basically no middle class after this. They lost a third, a third of small businesses gone down the drain, never to come fucking back. Who took over those businesses, do you think? Wall Street. Other big companies, other tech companies, they're taking over that. They all run this shit. They run the fucking, they run the world, not Congress. They bought Congress. It's how they want to shape and mold this country. When they want to fucking stop your speech, when they want to do these things, they can do it because everything's bought and paid for. It's over. We're fucked. We're figgity fucked, homies. And they come out, and on CNN, they call this the most progressive bill in decades. Yeah, because there hasn't been a progressive bill in decades since FDR first put in minimum wage, since he first put in Social Security, since he put in all that shit. He, he started all that shit because they said, if you don't put in this shit, we ain't going to vote for you a second time. You ain't going to be in here no more. If you do vote for this shit and you do put this shit in, We'll make you a fucking hero. And he was a fucking hero. He's still known as like the greatest of all time. But these guys don't want to do that. They're not for the people. They don't make any interest. They say right now that 90, the the bottom 80% never have any legislation passed in their favor. All, 100% of legislation passed benefits the top 15, 20% of the country. 80% will never have anything reflect their interest. And their needs. It'll never fucking happen. They just cut $3 billion from public schools and funneled it to, pri- to private schools in this bill on, on, on the 11th hour. I forget who it was, which, which guy went in there, but he went in late, late in the, in the, like a thief in the night and slipped this shit in there. He slipped this shit in there that funneled literally $3 billion from public schools to private schools. Privatization. Money in the fucking pockets of the rich, of the fucking elites. And that's what you're seeing right now. They sold you out. They sold us out. They sold the regular American, blue-collared, middle-class, lower-class people out, which were the majority. They sold us out for fucking greed and wealth. Biden, Kamala Harris, fucking Bernie Sanders, same shit. He didn't do anything. He didn't flex any muscle. He talked the fucking talk. When push came to shove, he didn't do a fucking thing. He was no different than AOC. He was no different than any of those fucking, any of those people. 
So just remember that. Go look into this shit, homies. See how your fucking government is fucking you over. Veterans can't get any kind of fucking, uh, any kind of benefits. They're not taken care of for these forever wars that we send them over to. They stay in war. If you just cut, if you just took us out of Syria, if you took us out of Afghanistan, pay attention to this. May 1st, we're supposed to be out of Af- Afghanistan. That's what uh, uh, Donald Trump's administration negotiated, that we'd be out with the Taliban. We'd be out this May. May 1st, that was our hard deadline. We're getting the fuck out of here. Uh, the, the Afghanistan um, said that they, the Afghanis said that they'll allow the Taliban to, you know, participate in the elections and shit. No, is shit going to go well there over there? No. Afghanistan's saying that, uh, you know, we're saying that if we get out, you know, it's going to fall apart. It's been falling apart for 20 years. We've been there for 20 years and nothing has fucking changed. We pumped hundreds of billions of dollars into that, arming these people, giving them aid. Uh, trying to train these people to, 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 to run their own government. Where is it all gone? Offshore, offshore bank accounts in Dubai, into the pockets of those Afghanistans. That's why the Afghanis don't want us to fuck out of there. Because we've been just giving them, handing them fucking billions of dollars for the last 20 fucking years. If we just cut those wars, 50 bombs a day we drop in the last 20 years. 50 we average on... Uh, over a hundred billion dollars in bombs we've dropped, which comes out to fifty bombs a day for the last twenty years dropping in that region. Where would that money go? It would go to subsidizing smaller businesses to be able to pay their 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 employees more higher wages. We wouldn't have to worry about uh, mom and pop shops going under. We force these major companies to start paying. Uh, 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 actual living wage to their employees instead of just taking these high profits and, and, and buying up the whole fucking world. That's how you fucking do this shit. We're getting fucking robbed, homies. I just tell y'all this shit because I've been getting deep into it lately and, 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 and it, it, it's fucking crazy what they're doing. It's absolutely fucking criminal. And then when Nancy Pelosi gets called out, she says, oh, calm down, calm down. Like, yeah, you calm down. You're not the one fucking dying. You're not the one having your fucking house taken, taken from you. You're not the one with your fucking kids in a fucking van sleeping in a fucking parking ride. So you fucking, yeah, so it's easy for you to say fucking calm down. All the motherfucking people at the top who have the luxury of giving a fuck about what somebody's color, skin color is and, and, and what the fuck, uh, who they're fucking behind closed doors, that's the most important to them. Oh, it's a, such a diverse cabinet Joe Biden has together. Like fucking, like, like, like a fucking Asian woman can't lie to you. Like a fucking gay dude can't be corrupted. They say, oh, but look how diverse we are. You don't make it to the fucking top. You don't make it into the establishment in a leader position without being 100% down for the fucking establishment and already corrupted by the fucking establishment. No free thinker, no matter what their skin color or, or who they're fucking or what they're fucking behind closed doors, gets to that fucking position without being heavily fucking corrupted already. You don't make it. You don't make it to the leader of the Democratic Party if, you have, if you're not sticking strictly to the talking points, to the propaganda. If you ain't pushing that propaganda, it doesn't matter what the fuck you say. You're not going to get there. They're just putting the same fucking people that are going to put the same fucking propaganda in, but hey, at least they're .000001% Indian or some shit like that. Get the fuck out of here. All right, I'm done. I'm getting the fuck out of here, homies. I got to get the fuck out of here. You get me on on, on a fucking rant. Late, late in the game here. Um, 
But anyways, I'll be back next week. Um, you know, I'll get maybe holler at Bautista. We'll see what's gonna what's gonna go on there. And then we got the ABC fight card. Um, and, and we'll get into some shit. But until then, you hear the you hear the quadruple champ in the background. You got Moody Hank over here taking a little cat nap. We got the the triple champ females champion on the way, motherfuckers. On the way, we're gonna be running shit. The Thunderdome is gonna be on. It's gonna be fucking popping. We turn we tur- we turning them out. We got a fight team, son. We got a fucking fight team in the making. We're gonna be running in this game you remember jackson wink jackson winklejohn uh the pit back in the day um alliance training facility american top team then there's gonna be the thunderdome training facility we taking over homies but until then seth gecko aka moody motherfucker hanks this is 129 episodes homie and i'm out motherfucker We creep loud towns, don't blame me, approach these fiends, it don't take me More than four bar six you need, split your seams, spit you seen the rhymes I kicked that bomb that you said timely with Roll you back up, bows and blast us underneath the seat, the heat is packed Full clip, pull it, two hits gone, two lit, two sick, you guess wrong, you bet on that other shit Fuck you when that rubber ripped up, down, pull it out, finish what I barely started Very odd, I'm fairly hard from what I've heard these bitches say Bitches, what pussy was, right before it's fucked Life is such and much the same, I kindly fucking bust the same Time is up, I must refrain these stains, you can't just wipe them off you have it, might withdraw enough to keep this game alive Came aside, stakes were rising, made you strive and live for it I made you try and lift this shit, breaking pride to grip a bit And made you slide an inch, but it's the one you need to keep her pleased Deeper we go, she won't breathe, but she gon' see the life I bring Every verse on every word and never swerved off track again First to finish, last to win, backs again against the wall Ride my way out, time to lay down, ride away now No escape found, ain't the same how I get down Ride the lows and hide the safe route any day now I'll explode, hold your chones, you don't look down Tight rope down, spot the land, cannot withstand the heights we'll see Break their arms and die to reach, ain't that far, can't lie to me Loud sounds, 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 loud sounds Bright lights all around, time's right, calm me down Might shine, not a sound, on the ground, no thoughts allowed to cross your mind, no time to spare Lost the fine line, rhymes is rare, try not to stare, I'll lie to you Sold the dub and turned the key, that opened doors, I earned a peek at what's inside, no fucks of mine will give to of its own I'll piss on you, it's so Cliche, we may take your crown, appreciate he hates, take a bow Keep saying, please make your way down, freeway, please stay straight, I found A spot to drop these ladies off and find the bitches where they at Find the witness, swear that ass, found my shit is there, I ask where I fit in Bear, I win and there's decisions left to take, bet my fate and blow the winning Slowly spinning, tables turn Bright lights, bright lights, bright lights, bright lights Try to stay wide awake, the lights will fade It's my mistake, your eyes will play Tricks and shit is not a game to flip the script The plot was fame, it's not the same My thoughts have changed, my shots have aimed at Sally Mae I'll be waiting in the alleyway Pop that bitch and validate My parking stalking Mary Jane Hit that shit, it's game we play Then gone, I'm on my merry way Then bought on soul, I'm barely late It's rare, it's fate, I'm there to stay No cares today, I sold my soul But yesterday, so fuck tomorrow My time is now, I'm catch up I'ma step up and a mile away So get fucked, I'll die to say What crossed my mind, I lost my nine Panic did, wipe the prince But seems I left my thoughts behind The scene is fresh, as press we want Loud sounds, bright lights, loud sounds, bright lights, loud sounds, bright lights, loud sounds, bright lights, time is now it's getting
getting close, it's time around you go for broke When you hear those loud sounds, when you hear those loud sounds Time is right, we're running hot, all your life just what you ride When you see those bright lights, when you see those bright lights Show me love, throw it up, take a hit and throw it up Showing up, blowing up, gave a shit, won't give a fuck